A big thanks to Microsoft for sponsoring this episode of iFreaks to promote the App Center, a continuous integration delivery and feedback suite of cloud services for Swift and Objective-C apps. With App Center, you can automate your iOS and macOS development lifecycle, build, test, distribute, monitor, and push to ship five-star, high-quality apps faster and with confidence. Building a development pipeline in your iOS apps has always been a challenge, but with App Center, you can get started in minutes. Simply connect your GitHub and Bitbucket repos and build in the cloud, test on thousands of real iOS devices, distribute to beta testers and Apple's App Store, and monitor real-world usage with crash and analytics data. As a fully modular suite of services, you can pick and choose the service you need and connect it to the tools you already use. Sign up now on appcenter.ms and spend less time managing your app lifecycle and more time coding. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 238 of the iFreak Show. Today on our panel, we have Andrew Madsen. Hello from Salt Lake City. This is James Zuber from Minneapolis. And before too long, actually mid Early June, we're not going to be from our respective hometowns. We'll be in San Jose in person for Dub Dub or the surrounding conferences. And we thought we'd just talk a little bit about what you can expect if you go to San Jose. A lot of us have been very experienced at Dub Dub in San Francisco. Last year was a new thing for many of us, unless you're really old school and went to the old San Jose ones. That was before my time. It was before but, my time. I think the first San Francisco one was like the second year I was doing uh, Cocoa Development, and I didn't even sort of have the money or ability to go. So I did not go. I never went before in the in the old San Jose days. For sure. So I was on the fence about San Jose when they announced it. I'm like, really? Because I really like going to San Francisco, but I, I had a great time. I I'm a slight favorite to keeping it in San Jose mainly because you know in san francisco you put five thousand people in san francisco it's not a big deal it's still crowded it's already crowded in san jose like it's a lot smaller but you can get you can walk from one end to the other and the dub dub crowd takes over so everywhere you go it's apple people because generally during the week san jose just shuts down at five o'clock everyone goes home to their houses or wherever so it takes over but Andrew, you were there as well last year, right? Yeah, I was, and I've been to I've been to San Francisco a few times too. Um, I really like San Jose. I'm I'm a pretty strong uh, vote for keeping it there, and I'm glad they did that this year. Um, I like San Francisco as a city; it's fun to visit. But I didn't like it as much for a conference. I found San Jose a lot more comfortable and kind of easy to get around, and easy to meet up with friends and go out to eat. And uh, also, the whole city smells better and. Um, I just, I thought it was quite nice. This is true. And when we were there last year, all those purple flowers were in bloom on the trees. It was very nice. And that helped with the smell as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I mean, partly it was probably my own social network, but I had a whole lot of fun last year with the, with the sort of after after conference stuff and found all kinds of stuff to do, which is something I was worried about with um, the move because, you know, San Francisco is a big, really big international city with lots of tourist stuff to do and stuff going on all the time. Even if you're there, you know, not during a conference, there's just restaurants everywhere and museums. And um, so I was a little worried about that, but, but it was not a problem at all. Uh, there was stuff to do every night 
with, you know, parties and live podcast recording and some stuff we're going to talk about. Um, and it was also nice to feel like I could kind of go back home and be in a calm place. And, uh, I don't know. I like, I liked it a lot. Definitely. I found that everything in San Jose is walkable because it's not that big where San Francisco, you can walk to a small section of the city. Then you have to take a lift or bus or whatever, but San Jose, it's all walkable and it's all pretty safe. So you can get around and not feel too scared. But let's start talking about what's happening during the day. So everyone knows about WWDC. And if you're like me, you don't have a ticket. Andrew, do you have a ticket? I don't. And it makes me sad because this is the first time since 2013 that I tried to get a ticket. I haven't even entered the lottery the last four or five years. Uh, but I did enter the lottery this year. And of course, I did not get a ticket. But I'm going anyway. Okay. So those of you that are going, you know what to do. Um, but if you're not going to Dub Dub, what are you what are you planning on doing, Andrew? I'm debating getting a ticket to the Next Door conference, which is basically like CocoConf. Uh CocoConf has shut down that name. They're not using the CocoConf name, but the, the same organization, the same family, um, is is still doing conferences and the next door comp or next door conference is the one they're doing. Uh literally next door to WWDC. So if you weren't there last year, the, or, or you never, you've never been to the McHenry convention center. Um, it's kind of sandwiched in between two hotels. I think one's a Marriott and I can't remember what the other one is. And they're, they're literally connected. Like you can walk through the hotel to get to the convention center, either one. And, uh, their next door is doing their conference in one of those two hotels. And I, I believe, I don't know, you probably know last year, AltConf was in one of them, the other one. So, I mean, they are literally connected, like almost the same building as the convention center, which is pretty cool and something that never happened in San Francisco. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In San Francisco, like the all comp venue was always a little bit weird. It was either small, one room, or in a movie theater, which was okay, but it it, it was just different. You're you're sitting in these weird rows of chairs that go way up and it was always kind of awkward and the hallways were dark because it's a movie theater they just want you to move get your ticket and go sit down it's not good for talking around last year all conf was right next door and you're in a proper conference venue so you can mingle around and it feels natural to stand and talk to people and be out there so it was a lot more comfortable uh, to be with all conf uh, so what parts of uh Next door comp for NDC, not to be confused with the Norwegian Developer Conference, which is also NDC, which is also happening in the U.S. this year. What things are you looking forward to? Um, well, so I, I, to be honest, I haven't paid a ton of attention to the exact speakers and schedule at, at Next Door, but I've been to CocoConf before and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, they tend to get good speakers. I do know that my friend Dave DeLong, uh, who's a past guest of the show, um, is going to be speaking. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, it's CocoConf is one of those, one of the big conferences that has been part of the iOS community for a long time. And so they attract really good speakers and, um, I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to hearing hopefully some good technical talks. I also intend to hang around AltConf as well, like I did last year. Um, one big difference is that next door is not free. I think it's 800 bucks right now. And AltConf is, 
kind of a pay what you want sort of conference. They have a they have a paid ticket that that guarantees you a seat, but you can also just go free if you you want to or or for a donation. I I did some kind of donation already um, to get a ticket. Yeah, definitely. I think I don't know anyone that said anything bad about Coco Company experience. So I, I think there are a lot of people on the fence, like which one should I do? I think you'll be fine with either one. Everyone likes Coco Conf. I'm going to do all Conf because I've done it for the past four or five years, and I had a great time last year. Uh, I think Andy Next Door Conf is going to have more, I think, big name speakers or people that you recognize. That, that's kind of their thing. All Conf is more people that you've never heard of working, actually working with the things that Apple announced the previous year. You might have someone trying to run Swift on an embedded device or someone trying to get a vapor app into production for a big bank and you can hear about what they're doing. So you can actually see what's actually happening on the ground with people that are using Apple technologies. So I liked that a lot. So hopefully that continues this year at all counts. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but my impression is that alt conf is a, is more of a, um, Oh, what's what's the word? I, casual, maybe um, sort of community-oriented conference where you'll just get to meet people and meet people you've never met before, and there's a lot of sort of opportunity for being social and doing fun yeah. things. You know, in addition to the talks, and there are there are real technical talks, whereas Nextdoor is more structured and sort of big name people, and um, you're listening to technical talks all day, or or else why are you paying? <laughs> why are you paying to be there? definitely uh so jame you're volunteering at altconf is that right or you you've signed up to volunteer and signed up to I saw, talk to i think that's correct i signed up to volunteer i also submitted some some talks which i have not heard on i think as we're as we're recording in late april they haven't announced any speakers that andrew you mentioned before the show that the cfp is still Still open, so still waiting yep. to hear. I just checked, and it is still open. So if you're okay. listening to this, and, well, I don't know if it will be when the show goes out, but if you are, um, this is actually something I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, and maybe we'll do a full episode about it. But I've been thinking. I've never spoken at a big conference. I've spoken at Cocoa Heads, like, every other month, practically, and I, I've spoken at some smaller sort of um, local conferences, but I've never s- spoken at one of the kind of big iOS conferences, and I've been thinking about it lately, um, but it's a little intimidating if you've never done it before. So, uh, what do you think about AltConf being a good good way to you know kind of get your feet wet? Are they pretty accepting of people who are not you know veteran speakers on the on the circuit? Uh, for sure, when I was accepted the, my first time, I've spoken at AltConf twice. No one had heard of me, and people still now have not heard of me. I'm not a, I'm not a person that's going to put butt in the chairs, butts in the chairs, but I think they go from the proposal and if you have something cool to say, you get picked. I don't know if they go for the big names or what they probably don't. Cause you've never heard of most of the people there and they end up giving really good content. So it's probably pretty tough to get accepted. I think they they get a lot of, pro, a lot of people uh, creating proposals for it, but you know, it's cheap to cheap to apply. It doesn't cost anything, you know, go for it. So there's another conference going on during WWDC that I've never been to. I don't know if you've been to it, but it's called Layers. And Layers is a design-focused conference, uh, but but also still sort of the, in the Apple world. Um, I've heard good things about it. Do you do you know anything about it? 
that's really all I know. Um, it's, it's design focused. Uh, people like it. I know people, they, they get flown out for it and they, they like being around everything and having the design focus, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of toyed with the idea of going, I'm not a designer, but, uh, like most people, you know, developing for iOS or Apple platforms, I care very much about design and I thought it would be pretty interesting, um, to, to go to a conference with a little different perspective, but it's, it's again, still, uh, it's still an Apple focused conference because they're doing it during WWDC. Definitely. And a new player to WWDC week is TriSwift, which is going to happen on Friday in the same venue that AllConf is in. AllConf has typically been, has been Monday through Thursday and Friday's just off or it has been the last two years. And that looks pretty cool. That's going to be people learning how to hack on the Swift on Swift. So I'm registered for that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm registered for that too. And I'm actually super excited about it. Um, it's, it's, it's called try Swift, but I think it's going to be pretty different from the, the other try Swift conferences, even though it's, you know, organized by the same people. And I think the idea is that you come to that to learn how to contribute to the Swift open source project. And that, that I, if what I understand is correct, they're actually going to, the plan is for you to, you know, go all day into at the end, actually have a contribution. Like it's not just theoretical. They're going to, it's going to be very hands-on. Um, so, so I'm pretty excited about that. And, and, uh, I think it'll be, I think it's a really cool idea. Okay. By end day Friday, templates are going to work. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Swift, Swift, Swift six is going to be ready. I'm taking over. I'm doing it, but I'll be there. So, be fun to check out. Friday is typically a day where you just kind of hang out and relax a little bit. Usually I have to catch up on some work. But yeah, I'm looking forward to hanging out at TriSwift and hacking on some of this stuff. So, so that's, a, that's actually a, a good question about logistics. Uh, are you a fly out on Sunday and, or fly, you know, fly out there on Sunday and then fly home on Saturday person? Or are you a uh, get there as late as possible Sunday evening and fly out you know, Thursday afternoon sort of person? I definitely like to hang out. I like to get there Saturday. They've usually got the the Mac Indie event, SJ Mac Indie, where you can just kind of kick off the week. It's not a huge event. It's not too packed. And last year was a really great venue, very large. So it was a lot, lot more laid back than the previous San Francisco versions. So I get there Sunday. I try and get there so I have time to, you know, get some food for the week, get my breakfast supplies my snacks and just get settled um get ready for for a big, big week that's a whirlwind and my first year i left on friday like four four or five years ago i left i flew out friday afternoon and i regretted it because it ruined the entire friday day where i think it's a good day to just uh, go hang out I, last year i grabbed coffee with some people and just hung out went to took a bus to took the train to san francisco watched the twins play the giants so it's a good day to just keep talking to people and see what people have been, what they get out of the week. So I'm definitely a, a Sunday to Saturday person. Yeah, I am too. This year, my, my ticket, my flight out there, uh, I think lands at around noon on Sunday. And then I'm not coming back until Saturday sometime, uh, Saturday morning ish, uh, Friday, you know, Friday is a slow day. Even, even dub dub itself is pretty slow on, on Friday. I can't remember what they did last year, but in past years, they've sort of, 
ended the day early. Um, and so a lot of people just go straight from dub dub to their, to the airport and leave. Uh, but I actually think Friday is a fun day because it's kind of the only not super hectic day of the week. And it's a good time to catch up with friends and, you know, have a more low key day. That's still fun. So if you're trying to decide, I like the idea of staying for Friday. Plus one. So San Jose, what, what's cool in San Jose? What did you do last year? What did you like? Well, uh, San Jose itself is certainly a less big and exciting city than San Francisco, but I did not, I didn't think there was any shortage of restaurants around, uh, the, the conference venue. And so I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, I don't remember the names of all the places I ate, but I found some pretty good stuff. Um, I do know there's an event that Dave DeLong puts on called Night of Dim Sum that I went to last year and I'm planning to go to again this year. Uh, that's not actually in San Jose. It's in Santa Clara, uh, not too far away, but it's a night of dim sum. And um, I'm looking forward to that again. He he sold out the first night, so he added a second night uh, that I think some tickets are still available for. Um, but that was, a, that was a fun way to get together with people and eat uh, dim sum that was really good, like better than... I've ever had before. Uh, it's also fairly expensive. Um, and I think that's, so if you, if you ever went to the night of meat in, in San Francisco, it's a similar kind of thing, except it's not Brazilian, uh, Brazilian steakhouse. It's a dim sum place, dumplings place. Yeah. I'm registered for Thursday. Oh, I'm, you're going? I'm going, no, I'm going to the first day. You're in the first one, so but Thursday's a good time. That's because that's when the Apple Party, big Apple Party, is. So all the dub dub people are going to the Apple Party, and the rest of us, the tickless people, can hang out. So I'll be at Night of Dim Sum on Thursday. It is pretty spendy. It's like 125 bucks. Yeah, but he but, he rents out like a whole room in the back, so it's you know the it's a, a a whole part of the restaurant is just just dub dub people, and uh, it's all you can eat, and it's really good. I think they're a Michelin starred restaurant, so not junk no i've heard it's one of the top dim sum places i've never really had really good dim sum so i'm really looking forward to it beyond that i last year i made a trek with some friends up to the computer history mm -hmm. museum in mountain view which is right up my alley and um you know if you're interested in the history of computers or even just looking at a bunch of old computers that's well worth it it's a easy trip up there um they're right the, the it's they're basically across the street from the Google campus in an old, I think it's a Sun Microsystems building, what used to be a Sun building. Oh, no, it's a Silicon Graphics building, I think. Uh, and yeah, anyway, that's a lot of fun. They, they mo most of the computers there are, you know, behind glass, but they do have a, I can't remember if it's an IBM System 360 or a 1401, something like that, but like a big room filling punch card computer that they demo a couple times a day. A big thanks to Microsoft for sponsoring this episode of iFreaks to promote the App Center, a continuous integration delivery and feedback suite of cloud services for Swift and Objective-C apps. With App Center, you can automate your iOS and macOS development lifecycle, build, test, distribute, monitor, and push to ship five-star, high-quality apps faster and with confidence. Building a development pipeline in your iOS apps has always been a challenge, but with App Center, you can get started in minutes. Simply connect your GitHub and Bitbucket repos and build in the cloud, test on thousands of real iOS devices, distribute to beta testers and Apple's App Store, and monitor real-world usage with crash and analytics data. 
has a fully modular suite of services you can pick and choose the service you need and connect it to the tools you already use. Sign up now on appcenter.ms and spend less time managing your app lifecycle and more time coding. Very cool. So what what are your tips for, for going, either San Jose or old San Francisco? What do, what's your approach for the week? Uh, I like to stand in line for the key. So if you've got a ticket to WWDC, you know, the keynote is the big event on Monday morning. I like standing in line for the keynote, but if um, if I recall last year, the venue in San Jose is actually big enough that everybody can fit in the keynote hall. So I don't think you have to be in line at, you know, 3 a.m. like I used to get in line in San Francisco. I still think it's worth getting up in the morning and, you know, getting in line and going to the keynote. It's a fun social experience. And then, of course, the keynote is a super exciting way to kick off the week. Um, so don't miss that. Don't blow it off. And I think San Jose makes that experience better because you don't, you can still sleep the night before. Um, and then the state of the union, which is the real keynote for developers is, is worth going to beyond that. I'm not sure. I feel like the sessions are the most vital thing at WWDC. I mean, you're paying to be there and, and certainly go listen to the things that you're really interested in, but they're all posted as videos almost the same day now. So it comes up all the time, but make use of the labs and the other sort of hands-on help that the that the Apple people that are there um, are there to give you because that really can't be replicated. I actually have a, a problem that I've been um, trying to figure out in an app that I that I uh, haven't been able to figure out a really low level um, problem and I one of the reasons I'm sad I didn't get a ticket is because I really wanted to take that to the labs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's always the the question to catch the sessions or not and you know with other two other conferences going on there's always stuff you can see but i always say i'm going to catch up on the session videos when i get home and i typically don't i'll catch a few on the flight maybe on the way home but i typically miss a lot of the stuff that i think i would well yeah that's a good point it's easy to tell yourself oh i'll watch all these sessions later but are you really ever going to have a week of you know full days to spend watching all the sessions that you would have potentially gone to while you were there dedicating your time to it so i'm not saying never go to any sessions i'm just saying if you have to prioritize uh remember that the sessions can be watched later the labs are not available outside of the conference itself definitely and even if you don't have a ticket a lot of times my strategy is i'll wait a day or two and find out from people that are at the conference like what the top sessions are like maybe it might be a swift one might be you know, whatever they're announcing and just check, let people self filter what the top sessions are and just watch those. That way you're getting the ones that'll be the most valuable and not guessing and sitting through stuff that, you know, may not be worth it. Yeah. Uh, a funny thing that I do that when I go, um, is that I go to the Mac specific sessions because they're basically empty. Um, of course, if rumors are to be, be believed, maybe it'll be marzipan this year and they'll be packed full again, but we'll see. Um, you can you can usually sneak into the Mac sessions and sit in the front row if you want uh, because they're not, they don't typically fill up their rooms. Tell What's the marzipan? Oh, marzipan is this nebulous rumored thing that you're going to be able to write iOS apps that also run on the Mac. We cool. could do a whole episode about that. But I'm pretty skeptical of the whole thing. I think it, I think the things people are inferring from the rumor, the report, you know, reporting on it. It's a, it's a it was a Mark Gurman scoop on nine to five Mac a month or two ago. Uh, I think people are inferring things that are not going to turn out to be true. 
Um, so anyway, we'll see. That's a topic for another day. Definitely. At best case, it's going to be right one suck everywhere on the Apple platforms. Yeah, it probably is. It's just going to be, uh, you know, Apple's version of React Native or Electron. No, I, I actually, that's actually part of my problem is that I think a lot of the naysayers have decided that it's going to suck. And my hope, and, you know, I tend to trust Apple. Like, I don't think they're going to do something that is obviously stupid and horrible. So I'm optimistic that whatever it is, it will actually be good. We can hope. But no, that would be a pretty huge announcement if that happened. My first dub dub is when they announced Swift and no one saw it coming at all. And this one we're guessing on, but yeah, it could drop or it could be like, nah. But another thing that I like to do is I want to explore the city a little bit, take some time, find a good place for lunch, meet people. So last year I found a, there's a Persian place called Roses and it's not too far from the convention center. Pretty, pretty walkable, easily to do. Uh, Sarush Kanlo scoped it out and we went there for lunch and it's, it's good. So definitely take the time to scope out some good food, find some good restaurants and sit and talk to people. I think I, I'm there somewhat for the content of the presentations, but I'm mostly there to talk to people, but see what they're doing, see what technologies they're working with and how it's going. So take some time and, you know, meet people and see what they're up to. I think that's one of the more beneficial, more beneficial things for actually going out there. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I'm lucky now to have been enough times and to know enough people that I always feel comfortable and like I have plenty of people to hang out with and talk to. But the first time I went, I remember thinking like, I, I didn't know anybody there. I didn't go with any friends. I didn't um, feel like I was, you know, I knew a lot of people in the community and, and it, to be honest, it felt kind of lonely and I'm not the kind of person that feels super comfortable just walking up to someone that I, you know, who I, you know, like I know who you are, but you don't know me, but I'm just going to introduce myself and we'll be best friends. Um, so what do you think about strategies for getting to know people and meeting new people if you're not already kind of, um, if you don't already have a bunch of friends and, and people to hang out with? Uh, for sure. I've got, I've got two tips. Now, one is if you're a coffee drinker or want to hang out with coffee drinkers, there is a San Francisco iOS dev coffee meetup. I don't know the exact name, but they, they hold their meetups every, every day during San Jose. So if you're up before the sessions, they'll pick out a coffee shop and there's a bunch in the area and they'll have people there and you just go talk to people and everyone there, they're all there for the same reason to drink coffee and talk iOS stuff. Uh, we'll put some links in the in the show notes, uh, but the link is coffeecoffeecoffee.coffee. And I went to a few of those last year and everyone's pretty welcoming. You just sit down and, you know, talk to people, say, hey, what are you working on? What do you do? And start asking questions and it goes pretty well. Uh, second thing, which is a big help from last year, and we've discussed it on the show before, um, Saroosh Kanlu and Ashley, I forgot her last name, Hornstein Nelson, I believe. Um, yep. They've got, they had their app they debuted last year, a beacon.party, which they'll have running for this conference for WWDC. And you can, you can log in and check out to see what people are doing. So you can, some people will say, hey, I'm going to this restaurant. And that's how I found out that, found out about that Persian place and got to hang out with Sarush Kanlu and some other people. 
And but you can also say, hey, I'm going to go do this. Who wants to come with? And last year on Friday after all comp, I was like, all right, I want to check out this cocktail bar. And I want to go to this restaurant in Chinatown that John Reed told me about. It was John Reed who's been on the show. He's a San Jose resident. So he knew the right place to go to. And we got a group together and we did it. We got our cocktails, got our, went to Japantown, got some Japanese food, and it was a cool, uh, pretty chill evening. So those two things I think are excellent tips for first-timers. Those are good suggestions. So find meetups, and if you go to go to them, don't be afraid to talk to people. In my experience, if somebody is going to a meetup like that, it's because they want to meet people, and they're going to be friendly. And I've had, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a bad experience, you know, trying to make a new friend at at DubDub. And I will also say that if you see me around, not that you'd recognize me, but if you see me around, please talk to me. I'll be friendly. Uh, I I think um, I think Jame and I are going to plan, and and I don't know if Erica or Gee will be there. Uh, but I think we are going to plan some kind of, you know, iFreaks recordings. Um, we've even done an event in the past. And so keep an ear out. We might be doing something. Definitely. And it's definitely easier to talk to people at morning coffee than some loud party. And I, I've taken to avoiding the loud parties. Even if you get in for free, you wait in line for a drink. It's loud. You've got some stupid DJ music. And you have to yell at the person who's standing a foot away from you. You know, it's kind of hard to get the subtleties of the new Swift announcements when you had to yell. So avoid those. And they're hard to get it into anyway. And they're kind of, just kind of lame recruiting events. So avoid the parties. Yeah, I'm right with you there. There are big loud parties. Um, in my experience, a lot of those are sponsored by companies. And I just don't really care for them because you can't. Like James said, you can't even hear the person you're trying to talk to. And I don't drink, so that makes them even less interesting to me because I don't really want to go to a party where a bunch of people are drinking and I'm not and I can't hear or talk to anyone. And you know, Like, what's the point? It's just not fun for me. Uh, definitely. But there, there are some cool events. There's usually a Swift panel, so keep an eye out for that. I, I enjoyed that, and they'll have the Swift luminaries out there. Chris Latner was involved with along with some other people. Uh, that's a cool event. It can be hard to get a ticket, and there will be a line. So if you want to get that line experience without getting up early, you can do it. And I had some good, good conversations with the people I was in line with. Didn't know them beforehand and just started talking, and um, it was cool. Yeah, there, so there's a there, – I'm trying to think. Last year there was a Relay FM meetup that I went to that was fun. Uh, I don't remember if they're doing it this year again. I know they're doing a live podcast recording, but I can't remember if they're doing – kind of the meetup thing they did, but they had um, Italian sodas, like an Italian soda bar, and it was at a... Uh, did you go to that with me, James? I can't remember. I did not, but that sounds like fun. Um, it was at a it was at a museum. I can't remember what that museum was, like a textile museum or something. Um, and it, it was fun and got to, you know, meet people that I hadn't met before and meet some people that I did already know, and uh, it was cool. Yeah, definitely. And... It's a lot easier to just wander around the city because like, almost everyone there is there for the conference. So you can go to San Pedro Square and there's some other places that have a bunch of restaurants grouped together. And if you see a group of people just standing around, they're probably Apple people. Where in San Francisco, they're likely not. So it's easy to go around and see people. And I ran into a lot of people I knew, just local Minneapolis people. So you can just kind of wander a little bit and you 
might know more people than you think. Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, Utah friends that are going. And so, you know, we'll get together and do stuff because we all already know each other. But even if you just wander around, you'll you'll probably be surprised at how many people you um, you know you recognize if you know anybody that does iOS development locally. For sure. What? So what are we what are we missing? Uh, I don't know. Strategies for getting all of the cool pins that Apple passes out this time if you don't have a ticket. Hmm. I get nothing because I don't have any pins. <laughs> I managed to get almost a whole a full set last year. Um, thanks to the kindness of some friends. So tell us about the pins. What's the what's the deal with those? Why are they a big deal? Well, last year for the first time, besides you know, Apple has given out a jacket to every attendee for several years now. And I think before 2008 or so, they gave out like backpacks and other stuff that was even better than a jacket. But last year, in addition to the jacket, they gave all of the attendees uh, pin pins, like enamel lapel pins. And then they also had people, they also had Apple staff passing out pins during the week. And it was, I think it was meant to be, a, it was kind of hard to get a, whole, a, a full set. You sort of really had to be, you know, trying to get them. Um, and they're all, they're, they're mostly emoji. Not all of them though. There's a, like I've, I've got one that's the rainbow Apple logo and the, an original Mac icon and um, Swift, a Swift logo. Uh, I can't remember. So the activity rings from the Apple watch and they were just really cool. And, you know, it's not every day that you can get official Apple pins like that because there's no other, <laughs> no other place to get them. And of course they showed up on eBay for hundreds of dollars for a set immediately like while the conference was still going on so they were not easy to come by but i i managed to get a few so if i'm hearing you right if you work the system enough you can pay for your flight uh yeah i actually know somebody locally who got them just because she had a ticket to dub dub and she sold hers for four or five hundred bucks for a full set on ebay there we go which I think is kind of dumb. Like, come on, they're just pins. I would not pay for five hundred dollars for them, but it was fun to try to try. To, if I had a ticket, I would try to get them all. Not having a ticket, it was just fun to try to beg them off of friends, see who would be charitable. That's nice. So, what's what's cool about San Jose? If you're in town, what else is there to do? Like, what food is San Jose known for? I have no idea. I mean, it's still the Bay Area, so there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good food around, but I'm I'm just not the one to ask, unfortunately. All right. Well, I've got a couple things. So if you're in California, the tacos are going to be good. Don't tell anyone from Texas. But I, I I failed last year. I didn't get any tacos at all. I had some at the SJ Mac, Indie Mac Dev, and they're amazing. But I definitely want to up my taco quotient for this year. Another cool thing they do in San Jose, they've got pretty decent barbecue scene and they serve one cut which i i've never seen anywhere else they serve a tri-tip which is its own thing it's kind of like a lean steak um, but i'm not sure what other it what it's called in other places um but it's pretty good um i had it kind of like the flat of a brisket like a lean brisket but there was a place willow glen meets that a friend of mine 
uh, got a tri-tip sandwich and it was amazing. So uh, you can do good barbecue in San Jose, tacos, those are some good things. Um, you know, you're going to find some good Asian food, but I don't know exactly where to do, where to do that. Um, as far as coffee, two of the places I liked was one was Voltaire. That's on South Market Street. That's very close. That's got a bunch of uh, things I'd never heard of, like a cold-pressed extract that was served hot. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, but they had a bunch of things that a little out of the ordinary for coffee drinkers. Um, small little place. Uh, the coffee meetup will probably end up there once or twice. Social Policy is right on, on First Street there. Um, that's got a nice patio area. So if you walk by there, you see people standing outside. They're probably Apple people. And you could probably just walk up to them and say, hey, how's it going? I think the coffee was pretty good. If you're into the sports, about that time of year, it's the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals. There is a place downtown with a bunch of screens, Rookies Lodge. So if you want to catch a game and um, decompress a little bit after a long day before the evening events, that's a cool place. I ended up watching one of the Stanley Cup games, just hanging out. Uh, there's Japantown, which is a little ways away, but I walked there with a group of people, and it was all cool. Uh, there's one place called Gum Bay, which was recommended by John Reed, who's a San Jose resident, and a Japan resident. Also, he lived in he, Japan he grew for a up while. In Japan. Yep, so he knows the deal. And, and so you can go to... Go to Japan Town and hang out at Gombei. Uh, pro tip, bring cash. A lot of the places there do not take credit cards or anything like that. But it's cool to see, and I enjoyed it. Um, some more things. If you're into the cocktails, they've got a couple pretty solid cocktail bars. One is the Haberdasher, which is this uh, basement speakeasy type place. You know, you get the, the bartender doing the craft cocktails and they got some old time suits on it takes them forever to make a cocktail. So if you show up in a big group, you might have to wait a little while, but they do have some cocktails on tap, like an old fashioned or something. And there's pretty good. Also paper plane, which is also downtown, which has a massive back wall of different spirits. And, and these places will probably rent it out for parties, but you might want to call and see they're open. But if you're into the cocktail cocktails, those are some good places. But there's a lot of a lot of cool places that you can check out. And those are some things that I'm going to try and do again, especially barbecue and tacos, because I didn't do enough last year. So what else, what else we got? Want to automatically build, test, and release your iOS and macOS apps? Try App Center. Connect your repo within minutes, build in the cloud, test on thousands of real iOS devices, distribute to beta testers and Apple's App Store, and monitor real-world usage with crash and analytics data. Spend less time managing your app lifecycle and more time coding. Visit appcenter.ms and get started for free. I don't know. I think we've covered a lot. That sounds good. I think I just did all my picks. Um, Andrew, do you have picks? Yeah, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Computer History Museum, which I'm sure I've picked before, and I already talked about it. But I just love that place. I'm definitely gonna be making a trip. Uh, so go check it out. It's in Mountain View. Um, it. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, plan at least a couple hours. Uh, you you could spend a lot of time there, um, but you want at least a couple hours to to walk through and see plenty of stuff. Um, and then I'm also going to pick 
Well, I would have picked a visit to One Infinite Loop in the Apple Company store, but I think now, I, you could still do that, but I think now that the cool place to go is Apple Park, which has a visitor center and a store as well and is open now. Uh, it wasn't open last year. Um, I'm excited to go there. So those are my picks. Very cool. Hope you all got some good insight on what you can do and what we've learned from our first year at San Jose. Uh, I'll be around. Come say hi. Andrew will be there. Possibly Guy. I think Erica will not, as far as I know, will be there. But we'll be around and hope to see you there. So that's the end of, uh, that's the end of the episode for everyone else. We'll see you next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.